welcome to the Mom Owned and Operated Podcast, the podcast about moms and for moms, where we have candid conversations about running a business, raising a family, and remembering ourselves. I'm your host, Rita Suzanne, a single mom of four, digital strategist, and provider of no-nonsense business strategies and tactics. Hi, this is um, Mom Owned and Operated. My name is Rita Suzanne, and this is Dr. Stephanie Snyder, and I'm so happy to have you on today, Stephanie. I would love if you just take a few minutes and tell us a little bit about you and your business. Absolutely. So I am a Navy wife, uh, a mom of four. My kids are currently uh, 13, 11, five, and three. I say currently because there are a bunch of birthdays coming up. Um, and I own the business, the opulent life, and I show up a lot on the opulent life podcast. Mm -hmm. And what I do is I teach women specifically more moms than anything else, uh, how to reconnect into their intuition, um, and into their, desires, so to say, because so often when we become moms, we put ourselves on the back burner just Mm -hmm. instinctively. Mm -hmm. And that is well and good when you have like a newborn because, well, they're they're newborn babies, right? (laughs) (laughs) But at some point you've got to take yourself off of the back burner and remove that mom guilt. And a lot of the times, um, women will struggle to grow businesses because they're so used to pushing themselves on the back burner that they're the first thing to go when life gets crazy and overwhelming. Um, And so I teach them how to find the harmony. Uh, I don't like to use the word balance because then everybody thinks it needs to be equal. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And so (laughs) I like harmony because my harmony is different than your harmony, but it's what works for everybody. Right. I love that. You know, I can definitely attest to not having the balance and needing that, you know, feeling like I don't have that. And so I love that you, you're saying it doesn't really have to be equal because Mm. I love to work. And so so (laughs) for me, working a lot is just something that I like. It gets me, you know, I get excited about finishing a project or doing a project and all of this stuff. So maybe for me, it is a little bit more worky than than other people. And, And that changes, you know, for each season, right? Our kids are currently in school, like, you know, some, know. some of them are virtual, <laughs> um, but it's the school season right now. And mm-hmm. so I work a little bit more during the school season. Right. And then during the summer, I work a whole lot less because right. all of my kids are home. But that's what works for me. That's my harmony. That makes me happy. Yeah. So I stick in that I- zone realized that I work less during the summer, you know, obviously you're distracted more, your kids are home Mm, and all of this stuff until I think it was this past year. And I was like, you know what, you're not (laughs) much done as you normally do, which is totally fine because I'm outside, I'm doing stuff with the kids and you know, it's a lot, it's a lot more fun. So how, okay. So I know that your business is based on intuition and things like that. So how to someone like me, like, how do I find my intuition? Like, what do I, like, how I do I this. hone into yes. it? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I get this question a lot. So we all have an, the intuition. We all have that sixth sense, that ability to just know something instinctively. Mm-hmm. But when we are in a state of overwhelm and we're constantly going, there's no space for that to come through. 
And so what I do is I help my clients first find the space, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's like, uh, I was just thinking about this before we sat down and you're trying to find your intuition when you're overwhelmed is like brushing your teeth while you're still eating Oreos. Oh, goodness. Right? It's (laughs) just not going to work. Yes. (laughs) And so I help them to start to take away the overwhelm mainly by saying, okay, you're doing a bajillion things because you're a mom. But your greatest impact is going to be doing the stuff that you love most, right? Right. Yes, I know in motherhood, we have to do the dishes and we've got to do the laundry and clean the house, right? Like those are have tos. But in your business, you shouldn't have to do anything. Correct. And so how can we pare back your list of to do's in your Mm -hmm. business so that you're really focusing on the stuff that you love to do? And when you have more space Mm -hmm. to do the stuff that you love to do, your intuition almost instantly gets turned on and your creativity starts to come through. I see that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And so I will pare back what they're doing. Sometimes I can help them pare back what they're doing in life in general, Mm -hmm. um, but pare back what it is that they think will make them successful in their business. Mm. Because so oftentimes we start our businesses, we're so excited and we're like, oh, this person has this great strategy. Mm. So we start to implement that. And then we're like, oh, but that person, they had really, really great success with that strategy strategy. So they're going to implement that. And then all of a sudden you're spending four, five, six hours a day working your business. And there's no room for a client at that point. Right. Right. And so pairing that back really starts to create the space. Yeah. I see that a lot of times people are too busy looking at their competition or, Mm -hmm. and, and trying to emulate what they're doing. And really, in fact, if they get to know who their actual target market is or their target person, then they would actually be able to just focus on that. And I always tell people like literally put blinders on. I really don't even know what my competition does. I really don't, I don't pay attention to them because I'm so busy doing my thing that, you know, I really don't have time to look and see what they're doing. But if I do, then I'm like, damn, that's a great idea. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And then you get distracted by the shiny object. Yes. I totally get that. So when I started, um, and I wanted to initially, when I first started my business, I started as the overjoyed mom. And that was just basically to help moms get their shit together. Right. right like, exactly. excuse my language, but that was the easiest I'm way like, to phrase us. it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the easiest way to phrase it down. And what I did was I taught moms how to be incredibly efficient with their time mm-hmm. and not to the point that they could achieve more, mm-hmm. right. Which ultimately they ended up achieving more, right. but more so that they had time for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so when you say, okay, Hey, I only have an hour to market myself today. Mm-hmm. You're going to market the crap out of yourself in an hour. Right. 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 You're going to be all the time you have, right. You're going to be on it and you're going to be done and you're going to go, okay, cool. Got it. And so mm-hmm. that's what I did as the overjoyed mom. And now in the opulent life, I'm starting to bring in this next level of bringing in your intuition and following your intuition. Isn't so much like, Hey, I hear this voice telling me what right. to do. 
I do hear a voice, right? I legitimately mm-hmm. hear one on the left side of my body. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, it's just following the joy markers, mm-hmm. right? Like the more joy that you have in your life and in your business, that's going to be in alignment, right? Because that's what your soul wants anyways, is to just experience it fully. Mm-hmm. And and whether you adhere to God or spirit or universe, mm-hmm. we were not put here on this earth to just pay bills and die. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you bring that joy in and you start to focus on it mm-hmm. and the rest of your business just gets easier. But yeah, we, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but we get caught up in that to-do list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. I, I know for me, I have a million to do lists because that, like you, I have four yeah. kids, but, um, you know, so it just becomes so hard to get through all the stuff that I'm trying to do everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'll work, I'll work, I'll work, I'll work. And then I'm burnt out. And I, right. you know, so my next question is like, how do you create that harmony? Like, is it through limiting the amount of time that you're working on stuff or like, what, what is your best suggestion? So this is a really great exercise that I do with my clients and I call it the honest time assessment. Mm-hmm. And so what I will have them do is literally brain dump all of the stuff that they have to do throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And by doing this one, first you get a visual of, holy crap, I do a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So you're patting yourself on the back for that. But then you get to go, oh, well, maybe I don't like all of that stuff. Right. And so once they brain dump, I'll start to say, okay, So based off of all the stuff that you do, because you're a mom too, Mm -hmm. how much time can you actually give to your business? Mm -hmm. Right. And And a lot of time. Yes. And a lot of kids are coming in. Exactly. And it takes you like five times longer. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so the knee jerk reaction is they go, oh, well, 30, 20 to 30 hours a week. And I said, Mm -hmm. really? And I'll, I'll pry, I'll, I'll prod them on this. Right. You can really spend 20 to 30 hours a week on your business. Mm-hmm. I said, now, are you going to work weekends? Mm-hmm. And I appreciate moms who love their work and like to work weekends. I try I'm to not one of those out. moms. Right. <laughs> not one of those moms because what happens is I'll sit down to write a post on a Saturday morning and then the kids want breakfast and I get annoyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just don't do it. Right. And so I don't work the weekends. So th- 20 to 30 hours has to fit Monday through Friday. Right. And that's anywhere from four to six hours a week. Well, when I first started Overjoyed Moms, my number four was two months old. Hmm. So I didn't have 20 to 30 to 40 to 60 hours a week to grow my business. It wasn't feasible. Mm -hmm. And so I got honest and I said, okay, well, if I only work the nap time hustle, Mm -hmm. then I could have 20 hours a week, right? Because two hours in the morning, two in the afternoon, right? Mm. But then I said, out of that, right, right. (laughs) But then I said, okay, well, then when am I going to clean the house? When am I going to go grocery Mm. shopping? And when is there going to be time for me? Right. And so I paired that back from 20 hours. And I said, okay, well, I need at least two hours to clean the house. Mm-hmm. And I can do laundry in between, right? Like while the kids mm-hmm. are awake and, and all that right. stuff. So that's not an issue. But then I need a couple hours to do the grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. And then I'd love a couple hours to just regroup mm-hmm. on Friday afternoons before the weekend hits. Right. And so I quickly went from 20 hours down to 14. Right. And then in that time, I had to say, okay, well, I've got a market for sure. Mm-hmm. 
but then I also have to have space to serve my clients. So how do I do that? So an, an easy example is I usually say, hey, just cut it in half. Mm-hmm. Half of that time will be time that you work with clients. The other half will be the time that you're marketing, you're taking sales calls, right. all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I, I have them say, okay, so if you technically have, right, I pared it down even more. And I said, I have one hour a day to market. Right. So if I have one hour a day to market, it better be stuff that I want to do. Right, right. Because otherwise I'm going to drag my feet. Not going to do it at all. Not going to do it. I'm going to make excuses. I'm going to Facebook scroll. I'm going to procrastinate. And Mm -hmm. so I said, okay, what do I really love to do? Well, Mm -hmm. cold messaging is not one of them. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I will not cold message people for anything. The other thing that I, I really did love when I was growing overjoyed moms, I loved my Facebook group. Okay. But at this stage in my business, I don't love my own Facebook group. Mm -hmm. I love hanging out in other people's Facebook groups. And so that's where I hang out. I love podcasts. That's also where I hang out. Mm -hmm. And so those are the places that you'll see me the most active, the most energized Mm -hmm. and the most attractive. Right. Right. And I don't mean attractive, like Right, right. Physically attractive. I mean, like right. energetically attractive. Um, and that so when best. I, yes, exactly. <laughs> and so when I hang out in those spaces, that's where the clients come to me anyways, because mm-hmm. I'm in the zone, I'm doing stuff right. that I love to do. Right. So that's the, I guess the long answer. Right. And so <laughs> then, but then creating that harmony with like, um, you know, self-care, And, you know, things like that. Like I know, so like for me, I don't work on the weekends either because I used to, and what would happen is I would work, 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 like Mm -hmm. work through the weekends. And I would like you be frustrated, be, you know, annoyed because the kids would be coming in and asking me questions and, you know, wanting to spend time with me. But, um, and then let's say like Wednesday afternoon, I'm completely burnt. I'm just laying Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I'm just laying here not doing anything. And so like, I I think though, making yourself like stick to a schedule is like the hardest thing that I, I I can't do it. It's really, it's really hard unless somebody else is dependent on me. Like it's so well, and you don't have to do it forever. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times I just have clients start to do it so that they can see where their time is going because I'll, I have people come to me and they're like, I'm, I'm working 12, 14 hours a day Mm -hmm. and I'm making less than a thousand dollars a month. And I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. You're literally working for pennies. So you've got to scale it back. And a lot of the times it's not even that they're doing a bunch of work. They're just at someone else's disposal on their phone. Right. Right. They're waiting for somebody to message them. They're waiting for somebody to book a call with them. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you don't have any space to actually be creative, to Mm -hmm. let your intuition come in because you're constantly in reaction mode. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Because, and that's what, that's why I took um, email off of my phone and yeah, I don't have it either. I I don't have it on my phone. I have it on my iPad. And if I know that I'm, I need to do something, I'll just bring my iPad with me. But if I had email on my phone, I would never, Oh no, Mm -mm. I would never, because I've been trained from corporate to leave your email open, to be reactive, to respond to these things. And I, I wish that I could just turn it off and not yeah. look at it, but that's, yeah. it houses so much of my things that I mm-hmm. need 
I go in there and there's this new email. It's like, oh shoot. Like, yes. And then you're constantly in reaction mode and I hate being in reaction mode, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm in enough reaction mode when my kids are home that when I sit down to do my business, it's going to be me being proactive. Right. And so I have timers on the social media apps on my phone. When I hit, when I hit one hour of usage for Uh my, for all of them combined, when I hit one hour of uh, usage, I can speak now, um, they dim out and I have to put in a password to get back into them. Oh, that I have to know this, this app that you're using. And so, well, (laughs) if you go to screen time, if you have an iPhone and you go to screen time, you can edit how much screen time each app has. Oh, I love that. And so there's a category for social media. And so Mm -hmm. it covers Facebook, Instagram, Facebook Messenger, LinkedIn, all the stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I have to then ask for more time to be on those social media apps. But it keeps you mindful of, look, you've already spent an hour on Mm -hmm. this. How much more do you want to put into this? Right. Right. Is it that important? I had taken off uh, Messenger off of my phone for a long time, but then I would have people tagging me. I would see in the Facebook app Mm. that somebody was sending me a message and I'm like, oh man. Yeah. (laughs) I had, I had Messenger off of my phone for a very long time. Now I just have all the notifications turned off. So I don't know unless, I mean, even if somebody sends me a text message, I don't know unless I go in and check, Mm -hmm. which is beautiful for me because I have a little OCD and I hate those little notification things, right? Right, Like I don't know how, (laughs) I don't know how people can open their phone and have like 2,248 unread emails. Like I I don't get it. Makes me crazy. And so I have no notifications turned on, which then gives me the ability to go, okay, now I'm sitting down and I'm showing up in Facebook groups and that's all I'm doing. Right. Right. And it's more specific. Yeah. Right. And I don't have to be reactive. I'm not constantly on my watch. I can be Mm -hmm. present with my kids. Um, because I do remember when I first got the Apple watch, I had Facebook messenger on my watch. Yeah. I, ha- I just got it and oh it's my on gosh. my watch too. Yeah. Oh, it made me crazy that after a couple of weeks, I was so exhausted from constantly reacting that I deleted it off of my, my watch. And just I, that's what done. I need to do because, you know, it, it just really, I, I just, I need to just get away from that, you know? Yeah. Um, because it just, well, it's so distracting, you know, mm-hmm. and it just takes me away and I need to like literally figure out, you know, one, how to take it off of there. Yeah. (laughs) I can, I can talk to you that after. Yeah. I'll show you how to do it after. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So before you started coaching and everything, especially since you're a doctor, what were you doing before you started your business and like, what made you decide to start your business? So I was, I have my PhD in higher education. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had, I did Uh, my undergraduate in English and political science. And then I went to school for my master's in government. Mm -hmm. And my vision was I was going to run Washington, DC, basically. Right. Okay. Um, God quickly derailed that. And thank God he did. Um, And I met my husband um, in April of 2006. And we were married in September of that same year. Wow. Uh, And so we then moved to Mississippi. Then we went to Sicily. Um, and I was teaching online college classes at that time. Yeah. And I wanted 
a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. I had always dreamed about going to law school, but I suck at standardized tests. So that wasn't mm-hmm. ever going to pan out. Right. And so then I got my master's in education and mm-hmm. I thought, well, let's just take it a little bit further. Let me just roll into this PhD program. And so I started the PhD program in 2012, mm-hmm. um, finished the coursework when I was pregnant with baby number three, mm. and then finished two weeks before baby number four was born. Wow. I successfully completed my PhD. Um, and when I finished it, everybody said, okay, Steph, what's next? Right. And I was like, hold up, people. I'm pregnant, very pregnant. Mm -hmm. I just finished my PhD. Could you give me a little breathing space? Right, right. And of course, God, knowing that I'm a bit of an overachiever, Mm -hmm. um, when my baby was about two months old, not even, Mm -hmm. maybe just a couple months old, um, in the middle of the night, I received this vision of starting my own coaching business. Nice. And very clearly, he said to me, you're using your um, MLM business as a crutch. Hmm. You need to go coach on your own. And I fought it. And I said, Nope, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. But I kept getting hit with these visions. Right. Yes. Because I was comfortable. I wanted some space to breathe a little bit. And I really thought, well, I have my PhD now I can just teach. Mm -hmm. And I kept getting hit with all these visions. Mm -hmm. And then I very quickly realized that when you have your PhD, it's not instantly a six figure income. Right. Right. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And there is a lot of work that goes into then teaching and researching Mm -hmm. and depending on the school that you're at and my husband's in the military. And so Mm -hmm. I said, well, I can't go apply for this position because if you move, I can't get tenure track. Right. And so very quickly, plan A started to fizzle. Right. And so I started to pursue this vision of overjoyed Mm -hmm. moms. Mm -hmm. Um, It was terrifying at first. Right. um, But I infused it with a whole bunch of joy Mm -hmm. and found my way. Um, When I started it, I did not have a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, Quickly got myself a coach because I said, well, I just did all this formal education, but none of it is a business degree. Right. So please show me how to run an online business. Right. Um, But I gave myself, it it took a few months for me to say, hey, I'm not like my coach. I have children. Mm. And so Mm. I have to be intentional with my time because I can't grow it for 60 hours a week. Like that was never anything I wanted to do. And so I just kind of let that come through when I attracted moms who were looking to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find it, um, you know, I'm, I don't know when my friends don't have kids and I'm like, Oh, you can't understand. But I used to think like, um, you know, when I worked in corporate, I used to think, Oh, I understand what it's like to be a mom. This and that. I did not understand. Yeah. <laughs> I did not understand the weight of, you know, of being a mom, but like you, like being a mom, it almost like kind of forced me to, mm-hmm. to look at myself. And, and the thing that I always say about even having your own business, regardless of what kind it is, you're going to 
find out so much about yourself. So much. <laughs> and you're going to have to deal with your things so that you can move on. And so you can progress in your business. And like you, you know, business starts out this way, but then it pivots mm -hmm. in other ways. And so a lot of times people think like, oh, no, I'm going to start out and this is what I'm going to be forever. Right. But once we grow as people, like things yes. start to move for us in different directions. Yes. I just shared um, a post about that yesterday, actually, about, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the movie Click, that Adam Sandler's mm -hmm. character, he gets that remote, right? And right. he can fast forward and rewind and pause time and all the things, right? And as much as, and I talked about my PhD dissertation process as mm -hmm. this, right? As much as I wanted to fast forward, I finished the coursework and I just wanted to be done with the degree. Right. It was in that two year period that I learned so much about myself and became a doctor mm -hmm. of education. Mm -hmm right? And that's part of the process in your business is, yes, we all want to fast forward to the six right. figures, right? but it's in that time where you get to learn what it is you really want to do. Mm -hmm. Because maybe you started off being like, hey, I'm actually a website designer. And then you realize that, no, you really wanted to be right. a marketing coach. Right. Um, had you fast forward, that transition wouldn't have been clear to you. Exactly. And so, yeah, the process can suck sometimes. Mm -hmm. But when you're allowing the journey to, and you're learning from it, right. that makes you a better coach for your clients down the road. Yeah. I mean, and I think it makes you, can make you a better person as a whole. Agreed. Right? Yes. Because, yes. <laughs> I know that, you know, when you work in corporate or even like when you're in school full time, you're just so focused on this right? Mm -hmm. That, that outside goal, let me, you know, like fit yeah. in or let me accomplish this goal um, that you almost lose a little bit of yourself. And that's what I found. Like I had moved across the country and I felt like I, when I came back to um, Ohio from California, I was completely different. And everybody yeah. said that there, they, they didn't know who I was because I had worked in corporate for so long, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, I was completely different. And so it was only after I started my business that I felt like I really rediscovered myself Yes, you know, and, and found myself again. And, you know, so many things have changed because of that um, confidence that you gain once you really know who you are and what you desire. Yes. And that's a, a constant process. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not, again, yeah. it's not, you're just going to turn on a flip and all of a sudden you're it's going fine. to be confident in your business, right? right? As you continue to grow, you're going to increase your skills. You're going to change mm -hmm. your skills. And mm -hmm. I'll be honest, when I was gifted the vision to change the opulent life, I didn't want to do it. Right. I said, overjoyed moms is doing great. I was mm -hmm. making, um, you know, eight to 12 K a month. It was right. fantastic. I loved it. I didn't want to change it. Mm -hmm. And God was like, no, 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 no. We've got to bring in more of the spiritual side. There's a shift going on in right. the world and you need to be part of this. And I was like, I don't want to. Right. <laughs> or you're like, I'll just do both, you know, but right. You right. Can't, you can't because you can't. Yeah. I tried to for a very long time. I was still running the overjoyed moms Facebook group. Mm -hmm. The podcast is still very popular. Um, but just this past week, I was reminded again, Hey, this Facebook group is not for you anymore. Right. It was right. great. It served its purpose, but now you're pulling teeth and that's not fun for anybody. You mean like posting and you're, th and, or like really just resenting getting in there and like not. Yeah. Not just, I wasn't it. fulfilled getting in there. Um, 
it was a struggle to get anybody to participate anymore. And so I was like, all right, we're, this is, this this is the nail in the coffin. And it's not because it's a bad group, right? It's a, it's a great group of women in there. I just can't serve them right now. Right. And, you know, growing any Facebook group is a challenge, right? Yes. But, and then once you don't feel it anymore, it's mm, the effort is gone and it's a good fit for you. So, okay. If we're going to wrap it up in a few minutes, but if, if another mom came to you and said, you know, that she wanted to start her own business and what was your best advice for her? You know, like, what would you tell her? Mm, this is really good. Um, so <laughs> initially I'm like, no run for the Hills. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, when you start your business, um, I actually taught a class. Uh, I did a course for this in under the overjoyed mom's brand and it was called start your business with ease. Mm. And what I encouraged those women to do was yes, there's something that they're being drawn towards, mm-hmm. but I encouraged them to have a lot of conversations with people. Right. Talk to a lot of people, give free advice in the beginning, because that's going to start to give you kind of your direction, right? Right. Like if you're having this conversation with somebody and you're like, oh, well, they're asking me about website information. I really don't want to go there. Cool. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, you're not a website developer. Right. Awesome. You maybe somebody posts something in a Facebook group about email funnels and that rubs you the wrong way. And you're like, oh my God, no, I don't want anything to do with email funnels. And so you can start to cross things off of your list Mm -hmm. that don't feel exciting to you. Right. And as I said earlier, if you just follow the joy, Mm -hmm. you're going to start to develop something that's really interesting to you. Because here's the thing. If you're not excited about your product or your service, Mm -hmm. you're going to have one hell of a time trying to get other people excited about it. I agree. Yeah. which go- is going to make that battle that much harder. Right. Um, and so just follow the joy. What are you excited about helping people with? Mm-hmm. Um, what are you excited about doing? And just let it come to you. Don't force it. Right. Um, because when you force yourself to fit in this box, because that's the training that you had, right? right. Yes, I have a PhD, but I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. I've been a teacher for God, 15 years now. Right. (laughs) And so I know that I'm still teaching, Mm -hmm. but I didn't say I have to only teach formal education. Right. Right. It's just a different, it's just a different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, I think the one thing that, that I would recommend to people while they're looking online and having these conversations is really make sure that they're not just whoever you're speaking to is not just shining the light on the success or the easy right. part, because a lot of times we think like people tell us, Oh, it's so great to have your own business. It's so wonderful. And it is, but it's so much work, especially when you have kids yeah. and, you know, like really getting clear on can you do all of this? I think is really right. And you, and you do, you have to be honest with yourself because growing a business is very different than working a job. Right. Right. Because when you work a job, somebody else tells you what to do. Mm-hmm. When you and grow you a business on assignments, you don't have right, to do all right, the things. Right. When you grow a business, it is very much your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so if you do want to do it, have fun doing it because as you know, I'm a firm believer that when it becomes heavy and hard, that's because you're forcing it too much. 
and it's not, you know, like my Facebook group, it became heavy and hard and it was no longer in alignment. And so I left it and let it go. And that's okay. Right. And that's it. I think that's got to, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to quit the stuff that you're not excited about because that allows you. And I talked about this on a recent podcast episode myself. When you align with the stuff that you love, that is your greatest ROI. Right. Right. Your greatest ROI, because you're going to be in a higher vibration. You're going to be mm-hmm. feeling it. You're going to be attractive. And that's going to draw people to you. So it's the exactly. best return on your investment. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're investing your time, your money, your energy, whatever it is. It's going to pay off if you're showing up shining. Exactly. Um, yeah, because so you show, you show up and you're like, oh, gosh, I hate this thing. You know, right, right. <laughs> like, why am I here? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I equate this to, you know, Facebook lives and Facebook Mm -hmm. groups because everybody, for a long time, everybody said you have to do Facebook lives. You have to grow a Facebook group. Right. Well, yes, you should try it when you're getting started, right. To just kind of nip the fear in the Mm -hmm. butt, Mm -hmm. you should try it. But if after a couple of months, you really still hate it, stop doing it. Right. I just agree. quit. Like that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like one of my biggest, I, I think one of the best things that ever happened to me was when my coach, when I first started, she challenged me to um, do Periscope for a week. Mm. Oh my gosh. I was terrified. I had never been on video and, you know, like obviously like in corporate, I had to get up and stand in front of people, you right. know, hundreds of people sometimes, but it was the fear of the unknown. Like these people who I don't even know are judging (laughs) me, you know? And so the more that I kept on, the more that I did it, the easier it became, the better, you know, obviously here we are in video now, I don't have a problem with it, but in the past, I, I, I probably wouldn't have because I would have been too scared. And so I think that that's another point to what you're saying is like, just try it. And even though you're scared, you might right. find out that it's something that you actually enjoy. And and the other side, instead of focusing on the fear, one thing that I do is I'll tell myself, well, I'm just curious. Right. I'm curious to see how this will work, how this mm-hmm. will play out. I am a researcher by nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I like to do little tests on myself, little self-studies. And I'll be like, right. well, I'm really curious as to whether this, if I drink a gallon of water every day for a month, if that will really change me. Happen. And so, <laughs> right. And so I do all these little experiments on myself, not because I'm afraid. Right. Yes, I am like, okay, sh- do I really need to drink a gallon of water? Like whatever <laughs> it is, but more because I'm curious to see what will happen. Right. I'm curious to see, Hey, if I implement and I do a Facebook live every day for a month, how will that make me grow? How will that change me? What kind of things will I talk about? Who can I help? Right. Right. And so just going in with a curiosity factor Mm -hmm. is it it takes all the fear away from me. Yeah. I was going to say like that actually is better than going in with, Oh my gosh, I'm so scared. You know, taking that fear out of it, I think is the most important part because People don't really know how to do that. Right. And and I mean, and look at your kids, right? They do tons of stuff, especially when they're toddlers, mm-hmm. simply because they're curious. Right. Right. They put crayons in their mouth because they wonder how it tastes. Right. And so when we go back to that and we go, okay, well, we're growing our business. It's like a baby. Mm-hmm. And I can say that because I had babies, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> I love the people who are like growing a business is like a baby and they've never had kids. I'm like, oh no. Mm-mm. Right. Right. That's you don't understand. That. Yeah. You don't understand. <laughs> um, 
And so it is, you're going to, to test things out. You're going to try things out in the beginning mm -hmm. and eventually you'll find your way in your traction right. as long as you just keep an open mind about it. Stay curious right. about it. I love it. Okay. So if somebody wants to connect with you online, please tell us where you are and Absolutely. how everybody can do that. Absolutely. So my website is the best place to find all of the social media stuff. Um, it's theopulentlife.com. And you can get access to my podcast there. You can reach me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I hang out in both of the places because, well, I love both of the places. Um, and the podcast is a great resource if you're looking for some tips and tricks along the way. All right. Well, and I will put all the links below. And thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming out and talking to us. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I loved it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And there you have it. I want to encourage you to remember that being a mom who runs her own business is not easy. We all struggle, but just keep moving forward and don't forget to make time for yourself. As moms, we are usually the first thing to go to the bottom of the list. If your business is overwhelming you and you need real solutions, not just some sugar-coated suggestions, apply to work with me at ritasuzanne.com apply.